Every divorce has its unique challenges. Having helped people in many different high-conflict divorces, I know that when children and alcohol are involved, the situation becomes even more challenging. Whether you are concerned about child safety when an ex is co-parenting, or trying to prove your sobriety for custody, finding a reliable system that you trust can be difficult. That's why I love and recommend Soberlink. Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring system makes it easy to document sobriety in real time, ensuring child safety and providing tangible evidence of sobriety to the court as needed. It's easy to use and has features like facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting that all work together to improve your life during this difficult time. To help those in my audience who are going through divorce with children, I've worked with Soberlink to develop five tips for divorces involving children that you can download at www.soberlink.com backslash JBD. Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. How do you know if the situation is complicated? You know, think, is it logical? Can I work through the steps? Is it knowable? Or how do you know the situation is complex? Well, it's in the unknown. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of moving parts. So it's a complex one. And then how does it tell you how to approach it? You know, if it's complex, the best way to take a a look at it is to slow down slow yourself down and get very conscious about what's going on and there's emotions that are going to need to be attended to so both your emotions uh, the emotions of the other people involved your soon to be ex your ex the children the family so on and you know focus only on the deeper awareness and understanding of your situation and how you need to approach it not on the solutions at first because we can start grasping you know, for solutions when we haven't really slowed down to see, well, who do I choose to be? Welcome back to another episode of JBD Team Talks. Today with me is my dear friend and JBD coach, Carrie Doubts. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Karen. Hello, everyone. It's great to be here with you again. Today, Carrie, we're talking to our listeners about something so important. So much of uh, what we work with our clients on is shifting from being problem-oriented to solution-oriented. And yet, when you begin to look at problems, there's so many different types of problems. And how do you really effectively solve them. And Carrie has a very interesting framework to share with us today. So Carrie, I'm just going to let you jump right in. 
Sure. I had come across this framework in a leadership um, coaching program that I was taking some time back. And as I was learning it, I thought, wow, this really has great implications for people going through divorce. And what it is, is a, it's a model. So it's a framework for looking at problems. And it's the heart of it is establishing a distinction between what we call simple problems, complicated problems, complex ones, and the chaos that can happen when we're even out of that box. So I'm going to take us through it uh, very briefly, just so you understand how the, the concept works, and then we'll start applying this to your divorcing situation. And so the, the framework is called Kinevin, and it's a Welsh name. It's um, the literal translation of it means habitat or place and uh, sort of the place of your multiple belongings. And I think what they mean by that is in our consciousness, we can be in different places all at the same time. And so this is a very helpful framework when you're going through a divorce to look at the issues, the problem solving that you have to do that is part of going through a divorce. And it will help you not spin your wheels in uh, trying to solve a, a complex problem with a simple solution. And so I'll just dive in and I'll, I'd like to show um, the model for this very briefly for those of you joining us on the uh, video screen. Let's see if I can do that. Yes, I can. So here's the model. And this is, uh, it's for those of you not on the video, I'll describe it to you. If you were to take a piece of paper and draw four quadrants, so like a square and divide it into two and two smaller squares inside of it, that would be the framework for this. And so the first um, type quadrant is what we're going to call, um, we're going to call this the simple problems. And so simple means when we're taking a look at it, it has uh, certain um, properties to it. So if you were to imagine in the top right hand call, um, quadrant, the simple quadrant, and this is where problems are there, the solution to them is obvious. And like an example of that would be you go out to ride a bike and you notice that the tire is flat and you go, oh, in order for me to ride the bike, I need to pump up the tire. Problem, solution, pretty, pretty obvious. And this category is what we call, it's in the known category. It's familiar to us. So it's pretty easy problem solving when we're in, in this quadrant. Now, when we shift over into the, the second quadrant, so think of it as in the top left, there we have complicated, the complicated problems, the complicated issues. And what we mean by that is it's knowable. There are steps. It can be a little, uh, you know, step-by-step -step thing that you have to do, but you may be unfamiliar with it, but it is knowable, if not by you, 
by someone else. So an example of that would be, okay, you go to turn on the, the faucet in your bathroom. You're going to take a, a nice shower and there's no water coming out of the shower for some reason. Okay. Uh, you know that you need to call a plumber. So you may not be a plumber, so it's unfamiliar to you, but you know how to get the problem solved. You call someone. Or there are certain problems that you come across in a divorce where, you know, the the steps are, uh, you have to think through them is what it is. So they are knowable. There may be a lot of steps. Uh, The third quadrant, so think of it shifting down to the left and the bottom, this is complex. Now, complex problems, they involve other people usually. If you think about uh, going through a divorce, most of your problems are going to be in this category because you're involved with other people. And this complex area, you're in the unknown. And why are you, why is it the unknown? Because other people, you can't control them. You can't even predict them sometimes of how they're going to react or how they're going to show up. And so going through a divorce, most of the, um, the issues that we're dealing with are in that complex category. And so uh, when we talk about once you've figured out, oh, yes, this is a complicated uh, issue that I'm dealing with, we'll talk about the, the ways that you can approach the problem to get a handle on it and to move forward, forward with solving it. And then the, the last quadrant, the one on the bottom right, this is called chaos. And this is the unknowable. And you can imagine what this is like. It's like you're, you know, just trying to dodge bullets the whole time and it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel um, at all like you can get a handle on it. There's a total loss of control here. And so that's kind of the the model. I'm going to stop the screen share here for a minute. Do you have any questions on that, uh, Karen? Well, as you were speaking, I'm thinking a lot of our listeners are saying, yeah, I got the chaos one down. <laughs> but it is unknowable and I have a lot of experience at least being in that. But but it it really sounded interesting. Um, your example of simple uh, and, and of course, we'll apply this to divorce experiences as we begin to speak. Uh, I, I think that the other thing that you said is that so many of the problems in divorce fall into that complex. And I think that's really helpful because it gives us some context as to why problem solving is so challenging through divorce. Yeah, absolutely. I've started to call some of the problems that we're dealing with, with our clients going through a divorce, complexicated, complex <laughs> and complicated at the same time. Because, um, you know, the, the way that we start to categorize this and then start to t- pay attention, we're in the certain quadrant, we're in the quadrant of complex what kind of questions do we want to ask our clients to help them move forward? And what kind of questions can you ask yourself to be moving forward? So I'm going to go through the quadrants again and just give a little bit more information about them. So in the simple and obvious, that first quadrant, again, we're in the known, we're in the familiar. And what we do here is we observe what's going on. We categorize it. We go, oh, it's this as opposed to it's that, 
You know, we, we think about it logically and then we respond. So the questions that we ask when we're in that simple quadrant is what isn't working? You know, like in our example of the bicycle tire, well, the, the, the bike won't go. You know, what's the obvious solution? I need to pump up the tire. What's the best practice to apply? Get out my bike pump and start pumping. <laughs> Pretty simple, right? Not a lot of problems in divorce come under this category. So let's talk about one that would, though, because I think that would be helpful. So I have a thought, and I could be wrong, so correct me, but if you're uh, a single parent and uh, you are struggling with money, like I just, I don't have enough money to cover this month's bills or, or to buy food, would that be a simple problem because I know that I have to budget better? Um, does can you kind of share, kind of jump in and share a little bit of would that fit simple? Um, yeah, it could be. It depends on your situation. Um, I see that, you know, if you see, okay, th- what's not working? Well, it's pretty simple. I'm spending more money than I'm earning. So the uh, obvious solution is I need to earn more or I need to spend less, right? right. Now, that's not always uh, a simple solution because we all get that, right? But to make the changes in our lives that really result in that kind of a, a solution to the problem, I think we need to go down a tier into the com- uh, the complicated area right. because uh, in complicated, it's knowable. You know, finances are knowable, but it may be unfamiliar for many people. Right. You know, perhaps you haven't had to be the one to hold the family budget or right. to, you know, figure out how the credit card statements work and, and how to pay the bills on time and things like that. It, it's knowable, though. So in, when we're in that category, uh, what we want to do is we want to sense Okay, sense into, well, how capable, how, how um, trained am I in finances? Right. We want to analyze. This is really the, the area where we use our mental capabilities. We want to analyze the problem. Well, I need to know a little bit more. I'm going to educate myself, right? right. And then we respond. So, yeah. Yeah, the and, question. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. And I was going to say, like, I, I like your plumber's um, example yeah. because in the knowable um, somebody knows how to budget and somebody knows how to help you figure out the income stream that you might need to make everything fit, even if you're not the one who knows. So, so that makes so, and there could be multiple steps. So my example uh, wasn't a simple example. It was a complicated example. It's definitely knowable. It probably has a couple of steps, but you may not know it all. And so then you have to enlist support from a friend or a professional to help out. Yeah, absolutely. And we tell people, please don't try to go all this alone. You know, there are lots of people out there with the expertise that you need to help you get yourself educated, to get yourself um, um, empowered in the ways that you could really be strengthened as a, a result of going through this divorce. And so, yeah, the questions you want to ask yourself when you sense that a, que- that a problem is complicated is what's the problem, you know, and who's the expert? Who is an expert 
You know, what are some resources I can call on? What are the best approaches to this problem? And, you know, which of these feels right for now? So you may get your options out and then kind of feel into what feels right to you. And then you create the plan. And what's the plan? And what's the timeline for this plan? So some of the issues in divorce can be in that complicated. Many of them, though, because we're talking about you're going through a situation that involves other people. Right. And, that, and before we go to that next one, yes. I just want to say that if if you were to do what I just did, right, and assume that it's a simple problem, um, it's easy to start beating yourself up, start judging yourself, start kind of living in fear. So what I like about this is by and your words, is it known? Is it knowable? Is it unknown? Is it unknowable? Right. The four different categories by, by simply kind of checking in there, you can avoid so much of the, um, self judgment and self criticism that we so often see by saying, you know, I, it, it, I, it isn't known to me. And so I do need not, not I'm bad or I'm wrong or which, but I, it's just not known to me. So I need some extra support. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that as you go to this next point, uh, we'll be able to apply that as well. So, so some things are complicated, but you're saying really many of the problems are complex mm-hmm. because there's another individual or multiple individuals if it deals with the legal process. And there's a lot of things that we don't have control over or no, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know when I've been working with people uh, to help them sort of categorize is this complex or is it uh, complicated, it's really helpful to, to really know which one it is. Because again, a complicated situation, it can be predictable, it can be linear, there can be a cause and effect, it's kind of logical. You can identify the pieces and how they relate to each other. You can kind of think your way through the problem. You can figure it out, right? You can make a plan and follow it. Now, these are like primarily for mechanical or technical or logistical kinds of issues. And these are the ones that can be served by that logical linear approaches, situations where you can predictably um look at the future and what the outcome might be and a, a lot of times when i'm talking with someone um when they're describing their problem you can tell that they're trying to put it into that complicated framework and it's kind of breaking down because you can't figure it out logically right, right. So complex situations, on the other hand, they're unpredictable. They're, they can have like a circular, you know, the hamster wheel kind of thing. I hear so many people talking about, oh, here I am on the hamster, hamster wheel going through the same situation over and over. And there's a lot of moving pieces that are constantly changing. And the connections to them can be obvious. And sometimes they're not obvious. And thinking our way through the problems doesn't really work. So this is where we we must be able to sense into what's happening and read the signals of what's going on in our um, in our system, if you would. You know the the things that are showing this us that something is breaking down, and making a plan can be challenging because 
it involves other people. Again, it can be messy because we don't know what they're going to do. It can be feel illogical. It can feel irrational. So again, anything involving people, especially when there's feelings and emotions and competing values, um, you know, the the systems that compete with each other, this is going to lend to it being a complex situation. And when it's complex, what we need to be able to do is to be able to move underneath. We want to explore what's going on at a deeper level. This is where working with a coach can be so helpful because we got to go beneath the surface. We've got to sense what's really happening underneath all of the sort of surface layer um, instability and then we respond so your coach might ask you what do you sense here you know what if you were to drop underneath this situation or lift up above it what do you see when you get a little altitude from it you know what are the patterns that are emerging what do you notice you know uh, what wants to happen in this situation who does it ask you to be now these are the questions that we as coaches ask our clients all the time because these are the big questions that once you answer that question of who do you choose to be in this situation it really defines how you're going to behave how you're going to think and respond to the situation so for instance i was working with a client the other day and she was talking about um issues with the child care with the pickups and things like that and uh, with the um, other parent being um, unpredictable on the timings for uh, picking up the children and so you know we were real she was highly upset about this because it was a pattern she felt it was like this is the hamster wheel I keep having the same conversation with this person and she shows up late she shows up belligerent you know and and so we really just like slowed the whole thing down and started to ask um, this other person who do you choose to be in this situation and it takes you really out of the problem of she's always late she's always this or that it she came this the my client came up with this um this word that was just so elegant it's just like I choose to be forgiving. I choose to be peaceful. And when you get into the energy of that and you really tune into that, how does that inform then how you look at the situation? It could be that you're more understanding or that you're more um, creative. So that was the situation. She got creative about ways to to offset that. Calming the chaos of divorce begins with quieting your mind and getting clear on what you want and how to get it. That's why we created the Divorce Survival Kit. It's an easy to digest guide with five essential tips that help transform your suffering into valuable insights and your confusion into effective action. So go to divorcerecoverylifeline.com and grab your divorce survival kit today.
And I can see how it uh, dislodges you from position, right? Because yes. the, the position and the judgment that comes along with position of who's right and who's wrong and what's good and what's bad, uh, when you're invited into that uh, almost um, uh, looking at a problem from your higher self too, like stepping stepping out of the reactivity, uh, you become dislodged from the position. And that I'm hearing that that not only helped her solve the problem, but solve it in a really graceful and forgiving way in this particular situation. Yeah, because she was able to get above it and look at how her upset and her snarkiness uh, when the kids were being dropped off was affecting the kids. It was a f- bleeding into her time with the kids. And she says, that's not what I want. And so when I asked her the questions of what wants to happen here, it's just like, I want to maintain a peaceful household no matter what. And so then it becomes, what's the next step, you know? And so she had decided to to have a conversation with the co-parent in a different place in time, just to have it in a, a much more relaxed and much less uh, emotionally charged way. And so I'll, I'll be waiting to hear how that conversation went because she uh, was really getting very prepared for it. Well, and by asking what, how do you want to be and what needs to happen? It's almost as though the question takes you from the unknown of the whole situation and into the known of yourself. Like, so I know I want a peaceful household and a, let's say, an, an, an amicable co-parenting uh, interaction. Well, now you you know something. So now, now getting to that, it's almost as if it's been pieced down to complicated. So the first thing yep. I need to do is, you know, That's check my it. own values. And then I want to speak to the co-parent and et cetera, et cetera. So that's really interesting. You've, you've really hit on the beauty of this model because you can take a complex problem like you were just talking about when you sense into what is really my opportunity here to show up in a way that, like you said, is known to me. This is, this is how I want to show up. This is how I, who I choose to be. It then, yes, takes it right into from complex into complicated. Uh, complicated where there are steps and you can think your way through it. Absolutely. It calms you down. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes so much sense. And that really, uh, for me, that just really crystallized the, the shift that can happen when you take the time to understand which category you're engaged in. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the last category called chaos. And we've had clients in that too, where there's restraining orders and there's, there's really strong issues affecting the family and the safety. And when you're in chaos, you know, it's the, you're in the unknowable. It's like anything could happen. It feels very unsafe. And so what you want to do in this quadrant is sometimes it's act. You've got to take action. So yes, getting that restraining order or doing something that is going to ensure the physical safety if that's a, if that's a concern. So it's act, sense into it and respond. So is this chaos serving or is it dangerous? 
is the question. Is this dangerous? What's needed right now to come into um, safety and stability? So th those are, when we're in that, that's kind of uh, an urgent kind of situation where we really have to act. And I don't. I know you've had clients where we've we've had to coach them into that as well and give them resources. And I have as well. I was just interviewing uh, one of our clients uh, in an upcoming Voices of Celebration series, and it was about her journey with parental alienation. Mm -hmm. And so there's obviously a lot of chaos, a lot of fear, a lot of concern. And as you're describing this, it's I could see where she was saying how she wanted to show up as her best self, but the and parental alienation is 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 considered child abuse. She actually needed to act. She needed to allow her attorneys to use the force of the law um, first. And so that acting, and then she was able to say, okay, now that I have some access to my child. Um, so, so I think that, I think that that would uh, step into chaotic and then shifting into uh, the complex, uh, but keeping her desire in mind. And the story is actually quite amazing. Um, about what she was able to do. So for those of you listening, uh, when the next uh, Voices of Celebration comes out, it's titled Parental Alienation. You'll be able to hear this process, I think, a little bit in the way she describes what, what took place and how she managed to regain custody of her child and even amazingly begin to regain um, some relationship with her co-parents so that they could share the beauty of the child growing up. Oh, wow. What a, what a great story that, that will be to listen to. Yeah. Because you're right, what, when you're in a, uh, the chaos, chaos, the chaotic kind of situation, you're in that unknowable. The first step is to establish some kind of control again, because your things feel out of control. And so, yes, getting the courts behind you or getting law enforcement behind you or, you know, any of those resources that we may need when things get really chaotic in a family situation. And they can. We know that they can. So that loss of control is, I think, what really, um, you know, re when it's a realistic loss of control, that, that's when you know you're in a chaotic situation. And, uh, you know, my, my encouragement is reach out for the help that uh, you'll need, you know, to get established for yourself and your family, the, those methods of stability and safety. Yeah, and I think another one that comes to mind is, you know, we we did this series on high conflict divorce. And so we're working with a lot of clients who are engaged with high conflict personalities, maybe people with um, disordered minds. And so there's a lot of chaos. And, uh, and in working with them, we can help them see where it might be boundaryless, where some boundaries would be the first action just to bring it down from chaos to complex. And so if you're listening in and you're dealing with a challenge and and you feel like you're on that hamster wheel and you haven't been able to really problem solve well. I hope that this this uh, this um, 
paradigm, this construct helps you. And, uh, and, and we offer, uh, we offer rapid relief calls. So you can always reach out and get a coaching call and see if this is the support that you need to help you uh, through these difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I think I'll take uh, the listeners through just a very kind of basic uh, way to coach themselves using this framework. And so the first step is to, you know, think of a situation that has your attention right now that perhaps you you have not had. Um, it could be a new issue. It could be one that you haven't had any, any luck so far in solving. And then determine where this currently resides in the framework, sensing, you know, those, those questions that I asked earlier that are the most helpful. And so, you know, when you determine, is this complicated? Is it complex? Is it, it's usually not simple. It's uh, ho- hopefully often not chaotic. It's usually, that's why I call it complexicated. It's kind of in that, you know, that one area. So then ask yourself, how do you know if the situation is complicated? You know, think, is it logical? Can I work through the steps? Is it knowable? Or how do you know the situation is complex? Well, it's in the unknown. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of moving parts. So it's a complex one. And then how does it tell you how to approach it? You know, if it's complex, the best way to take a a look at it is to slow down slow yourself down and get very conscious about what's going on. And there's emotions that are going to need to be attended to. So both your emotions, uh, the emotions of the other people involved, your soon-to-be ex, your ex, the children, the family, so on. And, uh, you know, focus only on the deeper awareness and understanding of your situation and how you need to approach it, not on the solutions at first. Because we can start grasping, you know, for solutions when we haven't really slowed down to see, well, who do I choose to be? What's wanting to happen in this situation and how do I partner with it? And then, you know, take a look at, you know, what's the new awareness, the new understanding, or uh, how can I see this differently from this discovery process? So, you could try it on your own. Certainly, you know, ask uh, one of the coaches, hey, can you take me through that yeah, problem solving model that you guys talked about? And we can certainly help you do that because those deep questions, sometimes they just, uh, they they benefit greatly from the safe space of having another person work on them with you. Yeah. You know, and for those of you who are listening who, um who haven't yet joined us, I just want to suggest that we we do have a private Facebook group. It's called Journey Beyond Divorce uh, Community. And in there, you could always post that you heard this and that you have a problem. And, uh, and the coaches will, the Journey Beyond Divorce coaches will pop in there and kind of coach you a little bit through the, through the thread. So, so, feel free always to join us there. And I think that's a really good point, Carrie, that um, with with that input, you'll be able to start piecing things apart. And then the more skilled you get at it, um, the less conflict you will uh, you'll be experiencing in your interactions with your ex or soon-to-be ex. Yeah, 
it gets yeah. you off the hamster wheel a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So you always want to try to stay solution oriented. And yet, as Carrie said, sometimes you're not going right for the solution. And this, this is a paradigm that says, well, first make sure you know what neighborhood you're in, right? Simple, complicated, complex, or chaotic before you start figuring out the solution and, uh, and really get to the harder things. And I love what you said earlier about, you know, who do you want to be? Who is this problem inviting you to be? Um, that is beautiful because that really begins to shift things for you. Yeah. Yeah. You get to get that sense of, again, I loved how you said, were you going from the unknown into the known? Mm-hmm. And it, we just make a different choice sometimes, a very conscious choice about who we choose to be and how we choose to show up. And that will shift situations um, in a really magical way I've seen. Yeah. You know, I had a client um, once she was, she was negotiating custody and, and she had a a young child um, and then she had a handicapped child. And so there was, and there was another woman involved on the other side. And so she was so afraid, especially of having this young child um, be with dad. And so, so we can make that fear-based decision. And it was very complicated. Is dad capable? And is the woman going to be around? And how old does the child need to be? And all this kind of stuff. And it was really that piece where she was able to look at what's best for the child. How can I be the best mom and co-parent? How much of this is fear-based that I think we were able to work through to what was knowable so that she could then sit down with her attorney and come up with something much more reasonable um, that, that benefited everybody. So that that's yeah. another example that comes to mind for me. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the Kinevin framework, you know, I think it's really helpful for people going through divorce. Again, uh, just the quadrants are simple, where we want to categorize, complicated, where we want to analyze and be logical, and then complex, where we really want to probe into, you know, what wants to happen. And chaotic, you want to act, you want to take action to get yourself back into safety and back into a sense of control. So those are the four quadrants. I hope this was helpful. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Carrie. And feel free, you folks who are listening, to reach out um, and join our group or jump on a rapid relief call. And we're here to support you. So stay tuned for the next episode of Team Talks, which will be out soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.